0: What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here, ready to talk some football with my old friend, Andy Herman, from Pack-A-Day Podcast out there, giving you the Twitter play-by-play at Ray Nitschke Field. Andy, how the hell are you, man?
1: I'm doing great. We had a special teams huddle today, Aaron Nagler. It was phenomenal. There was a lot oh to talk goodness. about.
0: Let's lead, with special. Let's lead with special teams, shall we? Beautiful. Um, I, as I said on Twitter, my one highlight was uh, Ennis Gaines had a nice rep as a gunner. That's it, and O'Donnell hit a humongous punt. Other you than and I had that, the same the, ones. So that in the that
1: uh it was, was really good, out. right?
0: I was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was. It was a really good rep, but it was all joking aside. Um, it was nice to see I, that session went on for a while too. And I, in the back of my mind, and like I'm trying to gauge whether I should ask Matt about this because he got kind of prickly with Pete about it last year. But the idea that you get what you're em- emphasizing, right? That's the old coaching adage, and right. it seemed noticeable that there was. I'm not going to say a lot, a ton, like an inordinate amount, but there was a you know a decent emphasis on teams today. I thought at least.
1: Yeah, there was. We saw Burkich get a few extra attempts than he normally got. We saw more punting. Um, I think this was only the second time we got live punting. Yeah, um, it and, was you know, right. second straight or second straight practice. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought overall they you know they intensified it. You could tell that they spent a little bit more time on it. And I don't know if that was, you know, by design at this point where, you know, they want to give those guys a little bit more of a look or whatever the case may be, but there was definitely a increased um, attention to it. That's for sure. And this is not just like, I know they got more reps today, but this has definitely been a instance of, you can tell that is a bigger, um, a bigger piece of what they're trying to accomplish this year than I think, as far as I can remember back, it just seems like there's a bigger emphasis on special teams this year and it's been a noticeable difference.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that's inevitable when you bring in guys that Passaccia has worked with before who know the route, right? And can kind of maybe impart something a little nugget here or there with the guys who are just working with Passaccia for the first time. I think that was kind of apparent on some of just the tempo of it even was just up, you know, and again in a way we haven't seen around Green Bay in a while. All right, now we've talked special teams. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Got, it Got it out of the way, buddy. There we go. Whew. All right, now let's talk let's uh, start with the offense. Um, to me, looking at what we saw today They picked it up kind of – I'm talking strictly about the ones. They picked it up towards the end. Aaron Rodgers had a couple nice completions. But for the most part, I thought they really – maybe not struggled, but they certainly weren't moving the ball with any kind of efficiency. And we've seen spurts of that throughout camp. But today, pads come on, and I thought they, they kind of struggled.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. I think uh, the first practice, in my opinion, went to the offense. And then ever since then, it's more gone to the defense and you'll right. see like the offense have some success in the two minute drills we saw the other day uh, where they were able to get down in the end zone, uh, the, almost the, the, near pick by Shamar Jean Charles, which we got confirmation today. That was a, in fact, a bobble uh, by Jean Charles, but uh, there was that, but uh, they got the touchdown on that one to Lazard. And then today they, uh, you know, almost, I don't know methodically, but it, it was like a surgeon for Rodgers getting yes, down to the 10 yard line. Right. Yeah. Right. It, but then, you know, stalled up from there. The pass breakups by Savage and Amos um, were able to get the defense off the field. But outside of those couple two minute, you know, a couple nice plays here and there, I thought in the move, the ball periods and in the like all of them, red zone periods, defense was just winning rep after rep after rep. And even in just like the, um, you know, I don't even know in some of the team ones where I don't know that there was anything that they were specifically trying to accomplish. Just in like team reps, the defense was winning those too. I, I thought it was a mixture of both, right? So like, a right. the offense was having snafus. So we saw two snaps go over the heads of quarterbacks. <laughs> we saw a pick by Jordan Love. We saw, um, you know, we saw multiple false start penalties over the course of the last few days. We've seen some misalignments. Like, there's yeah, been. It
0: was funny today. Both Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers got their own guys on the, yes. along the offensive line. <laughs>
1: true yeah good point um so yeah there's been a mixture of snafus from the offense but then the defensive side of the ball you know you can start feeling the hype a little bit of like how fast they're flying around to the football I feel like the run defense has been incredibly stout Jerron Reed has been impressive so far it's just you see a little bit of all of it the coverage has been great the pressure by Rashawn is ridiculous um they're making things very very difficult for the offense
0: looking up front talking about the pressure from Rashawn and Reed who in particular I thought especially against some of the run fits he he was he looked very, very um, explosive and disruptive, but it's interesting to see what the makeup of the offensive line was today. You had uh, Zach Tom out at right tackle with the ones. He later kicked over to left tackle with the twos, but Tom at right tackle. And then they continue on with the Hanson experiment, which I'm, you know, it's, uh, I think it's pretty curious. I, I, am I'm they obviously know way more than I'll ever forget about football, but I, I just can't, I can't see it with Hanson, but they put him out there at right guard, and then they had Yash at left tackle, and then your normal kind of routine there at left guard and center. What do you make of that? I mean, is that with Hanson and, and and Tom in particular, like the rookie and this this guy that has stuck around? I guess, but I, I every time they suit him up there out there with the ones, I'm, he just seems a bit overmatched. I, I, I'm curious what they think they see. I
1: guess. He- yeah, I see a little bit of Lucas Patrick and Jake Hansen, just the ability oh, to play good. some okay. center, some left guard, some right guard, and just be that guy who you, you need an interior guy off the bench, right? That can play those three positions. Spots, You're only going right. to activate, and it just feels like, that's Jake Hansen's role. And it took Lucas Patrick a little bit of time to develop into that. And it's not like even when Patrick got that opportunity, like he was lighting the world on fire, but having that rotational interior guy uh, definitely has some value. We saw today, like, you know, Cole Schneider goes down, Manette yep. uh, snapping the ball over people's heads, like just having <laughs> right. a functional center like on your roster. I-, I don't know that he ultimately gets in the starting right guard conversation by the time the, the you know, camp is over and the, the regular season starts. But I think those reps are still super valuable for him. I don't think it's just just like, I don't think they're doing it just for the sake of doing it. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, uh, let's get to the point, hopefully, where everyone's healthy. To mm-hmm. me, you've got four of the five, right? It's Bakhtiari, yeah. it's Jenkins, it's Myers, and it's John Runyon Jr. And then the last spot could be a right guard or a right tackle, depending on where you p- want to play Elton Jenkins. But you probably have a Royce Newman, a Zach Tom, a Josh Nyman a Jake Hansen, maybe a Sean Ryan, maybe a Colvin Lana. I think there's six guys that could ultimately throw their name in that conversation for that fifth starting offensive line spot. And because, you know, guys like Elton Jenkins and maybe Zach Tom can play a billion different positions, um, it gives you some versatility <laughs> right. for where you can play those guys. But I, I, I definitely see a little bit of Lucas Patrick and Jake Hansen.
0: That's a really good comp and not even just, I'm not even talking playing style, but to your point, Um, As Rodgers has said, you know, if you're the backup center, you're pretty much locked in the roster because, like you you indicated, you can't be having the ball flying over guys' heads, uh, which they have uh, a couple times now in camp. Uh, Spreading out to the wide receiver group, um, I I think this officially our first quiet day from Romeo Dobbs. Is that correct? I I know he had a drop early and then didn't really see him targeted too much. I I know he was running with the twos quite a bit. so. I, I, that's what I was wondering when Sammy Watkins came back, if we would see a few less opportunities for him. And that's, that certainly seemed to be the case at times today.
1: To be fair. I don't know that we saw anything from the wide receivers well, uh, throughout the not. course of the day. The Watkins had the one touchdown in the back of the end zone. Like you pointed right. out, probably would have been a sack on the play by the defense. Uh, Lazard dropped a pass in the end zone. Oh. I don't think Cobb did much of anything.
0: And that like, drop was on a perfect play too. They set it, it up where really they clear him out, like clear things out and have them slant underneath. Should have been. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you know, Lazard's been you know good up until that point, so you can give yeah. a little bit of accident forgiveness there. But I just think the corners were fantastic throughout the course of the day. I thought Stokes and Jair Shamar has been uh, impressive so far. Rico Gafford has been balling the heck out. Where does like, Gafford
0: come from right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. No doubt, no doubt. He is he has had a camp so far, and it doesn't seem like it let up today, uh, as as you indicate. Um, when you look at the running back rotation, it's pretty clear that everything we talked about all off season is kind of already coming to fruition, whether it's when they do pair them both meaning Jones and AJ Dillon, we've seen a number of times where if it is say pony and they're both in the backfield, one of them will go almost automatically go in motion. We've also seen where they start out with Aaron Jones split out and AJ in the backfield and then split AJ out to give a five wide look like, but it sure seems we're going to get a heavy dose of both of them, whatever they're trying to do on offense. Uh, You know, whether they've gone, Tight condensed formations. Whether they spread it out, those two guys seemingly are almost always on the field.
1: Yeah, it's been fun to watch both those guys. I'll let you talk about that AJ Dillon catch today because that was uh, that was a really impressive. I'm
0: telling story. you, what's funny is that that legit happened right after I t- and I said it on Twitter. I said, you know, they're really the str- offense is really struggling. They're not moving the ball at all. Some of it's self inflicted. Blah blah blah. And I knew as soon as I tweeted that something good would happen on offense. That's just the law, right? Yep. Um, And sure enough, yeah, as you indicate. AJ Dillon down the left seam and I mean I don't know I was sitting I had a really good vantage point of it because I was way behind the action so I was looking at it from the quarterback's point of view and he's running down the seam and he makes an incredible adjustment on that ball as far as like running and then turning and adjusting mid-air to where the ball is and then landing and getting upfield. just an I told him after I saw him on the sideline I said dude that was that was hella impressive. And he's like, yep, just, just keep working at it. You know, cliche, cliche <laughs> etc. cetera.
1: He looked like a tight end on like a, legit, like a really good like, tight end. On real,
0: the floor. I mean, truly, it was. I mean, that's the thing, though. You talk about we've talked about all offseason, season, the idea that you lose Devante, all that production, all those targets have to go somewhere. Well, we've seen in the games where they didn't have Devante under LeFleur, at least that means you're going vertical with the running backs. You know, we've seen that time and time again on that particular play. You certainly saw it. Um, when you look at, let's look at all the quarterbacks and I know people dismiss any Danny Etling talk, but Etling has actually looked a bit better than I expected. And I, you know, for a guy who has bounced around as much as he has, um, he's actually, he throws with some good zip and, you know, for what he's being asked to do, fine contribution. I don't see a lot of upside there, but again, he's, he's surprised me a little bit just with how kind of well he throws the ball and how efficient he's been.
1: I talked about the exact same thing uh, on a video the other day, just saying that like, it probably doesn't amount to a much because it, at, at best case, it's probably a, on the practice a, squad, a practice squad, if guy, he's right? Around, right, you know, right. number three on the practice squad. But um, you know, obviously they, they, you know, I think uh, at the time caught some flack of like releasing Kirk Benkert and things like that. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Well, yeah, I've been watching that and he spins the ball. Well, he's very mobile. Truly, he's, right. he's an interesting quarterback. And uh, he had a couple of rough passes today um, that yeah. just went awry that this was the first time. But overall, uh, like you said, I think he's been better than expected. And I, I think there's a decent chance that he can wrap up a, a practice squad spot for this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much run he gets on family night. I know it's a, quote, regular practice, but I do think we'll see a bit more, uh, hopefully, from those threes. Uh, And then you look at Jordan Love, and to me, it's funny because I think he's had a good camp so far, but he had probably his worst play of camp today with the interception. I just don't know what he saw, what he was thinking. But for the most part, I think he's been pretty darn good this camp as far as getting to the top of his drop finding his first read, letting it rip in the way that we heard from Matt LaFleur a lot last year. Like, he's just got to stop thinking. He's got to let it rip. Well, for the most part, I think Jordan's been doing that so far this summer.
1: Yeah, I went into, you know, prior to today's practice and sort of saying the same thing of like, there hasn't been anything spectacular, but there hasn't been any mistakes. And I feel like he had more control of the offense and was getting the ball out of his hands and just sort of running the offense. And I kind of equated it to being like, he looked like a number two quarterback, a guy that's not getting the, right. you know, a ton of reps every day, but they can come in and manage the offense. Probably not going to be hitting those spectacular plays down the field with any consistency. But, you know, if, if your rest of your team performs well, you can win in that sort of scenario. And then today comes, and I thought the two-minute drill at the end was was really, really tough. It was hard, hard to watch, got, yeah. He's got the the outside, you know, he, he he throws the first ball outside where you're trying to get like a five-yard gain and out of bounds and just get something to like kickstart the drive, right? Yep. But he, he throws behind. Um, And Gafford is able to break up the pass. If he throws it a little bit behind, Gafford probably picks it. If he throws it ahead, you probably get that five yards and out of bounds, but the risk reward there is, is really, really tough. And he, he throws it behind the receiver. And then the next play, comes back, throws basically the same exact pass and the exact same route, and this time it's a catch-by. I think it was Toure, but it is a three-yard game in a two-minute drill at best, and he doesn't get out of bounds, and the clock runs. So now you're getting up to the line of scrimmage, and now he's going fast, and he gets up, and he throws down the seam to Tyler Davis and just throws it right to Vernon Scott, like you said. No idea what he's seen on that play you know, you, again, if that's his first mistakes of, of camp, again, you can give some accident forgiveness there and see if he can make up for it on Tuesday. But uh, I thought this was by far in a way his, his toughest practice so far.
0: I don't think there's any question there. And then you look at Aaron, Aaron's Aaron. It's funny for, for as much as uh, you know, there was so much drama surrounding Aaron last summer. It's like, it's like such kind of forgotten, a forgotten moment. Like it's just, he's just been doing this forever. You see him and he gets up there and he adjusts things and, rolls out or like scans the field. The only thing that's seemingly changed is the number plates and the name plates. You know, it's like the guys he's thrown to may be younger and different, but he just has such command of the offense. There's nothing that's overwhelming for him. There have been plenty of times. The the defensive backs have given him nowhere to go with the ball initially, um, which is just a boon for the defense. But I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. He looks like an MVP. He looks so good. And it's hard to, kind of appreciate it when you've gotten so used to it every summer, you know, you never really know what he's looking at and what he's working on, but it is like, so it just, especially when you see it live day after day, it's so impressive. He is just in such command.
1: It is, and it's so easy to take for granted. And it's yes. so easy to get caught up in the Romeo Dobbses and, like, mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary beating the backfield in every single play. And, like, and it's just so easy to just be like, well, Rogers is doing his thing, but he's doing it at such a high level, and he's doing it over and over, and it's repeatable, and nothing looks different. And I I don't know. I can't remember in sports period anything like it, but I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you, if you like, went to bed um, when the Packers <laughs> lost in the – Two years ago, to the Bucks, and then right. woke up the day after Rodgers gave his like scathing press conference, like his airing of grievances press conference, nice. like the day after. You would have not known that anything went on almost like whatsoever. Like it was so immediate that, like, it's just like once he got it out of his system, and then David Bakhtiari got the golf cart for him and everything. Mm -hmm. And and they were like from there, it was was like, and there hasn't been like any him and Brian Gudikins are goofing around on the like at at different times. It's just unbelievable of like how it seemed completely irreparable um, to then just being like, couple days after you know, camp starts, it's totally fine. No problems whatsoever. And ever since, almost perfect.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun to watch him on a football field. There is zero doubt about that. Um, now we switch over to the defensive side of the ball. And, man, I, you mentioned it early on. Jaron Reed. OK, welcome to the party. I mean, you, you, you talk about early downs, right? And that's where the Packers really need to improve as far as not allowing teams to operate in second and short right? Just especially if they want to try and run the ball. Packers really struggled there last year. I think Jeron Reed doesn't solve anything, but he certainly helps. If you're throwing him out there, just the little bit we've seen over a Tyler Lancaster who greatly overachieved for where he arrived in the league. I take nothing away from him. Godspeed on his NFL journey. But man, that is a pretty significant upgrade, at least in their base set.
1: Yeah, I mean, a, a three-down line to begin with of of Slayton, Clark, and Jerron Reed is is very exciting to think about how stout that that could potentially be against the run. I think that was one of the really big things that this defense has been missing over the past couple of seasons, because I think if this defense it gets you on third and longs, and I know third and longs are advantageous for any defense, but especially this defense with Stokes and Savage and right. Amos and Jair and Douglas and Rashawn Gary and Preston off the edge, Kenny coming up the middle, these two fast linebackers, like it is going to be insanely difficult, but this defense has never exactly done a great job of eating its vegetables on early downs to get to the dessert <laughs> on third and fourth right. and long situations. And I think if they can do a much better job of that with your TJ Slaytons, your Jerron Reeds, your Kenny Clarks, your Devontae Wyatts, Dean Lowry, et cetera. And I think they will, especially with Quay and Campbell and their ability behind them. Yes. Gary's going to set a firm edge Preston's going to set a firm edge I think that you're going to see a lot more third and sevens third and eights third and nines and now offenses are going to be in incredibly disadvantageous situations against this defense and uh, I, I'm really excited to see if that can be the case and how Joe Barry can can really take advantage of that with his guys
0: it's interesting you mentioned Campbell and 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 Walker it there's no doubt Walker's been all over the place they, they're very much as advertised and he has been inserted immediately as the guy next to Devondre. And it's been interesting to see how they, you know, obviously they're doing installs right now. So there's no game planning. They're literally just looking to install, get stuff on the grass that they've been studying. Um, But man, there is not a noticeable difference in speed when Quay Walker goes off the field and you put the nickel on, whether that's, you know, usually Douglas, but they, they, That's the thing that's been missing for so long. And it's so funny to watch when the pads came on today, the run game, the run defense, Campbell in particular, there were a number of times where he just filled the hole and thudded in the hole. And then, you know, obviously let up because it's practice and you're not supposed to tackle to the ground, but the physicality and the ability to get there because there's no second level penetration,
1: the guy could have 120 tackles this year. It wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I think that like, if the first couple of days of camp, and I'm sure there's going to be like different versions of this throughout the season, but they, it seemed like they decided to go, they were still in the nickel with the five defensive backs, but you know, they had the the three defensive linemen, the two edge rushers, and then Campbell was the lone inside linebacker. And then I don't know if they just are like, all right, we're not taking Quay off the field, but the last couple of days, the nickel's been a, a two, two, you know, or yep. two, four, um, where you've got, you know, Clark or Jerron or, you know, two defensive linemen, then your two edge rushers. And now, you know, they're not taking Quay off the field and it's Quay and Devondre instead. So I'm sure they're going to have, you know, use both of those defenses at some point this season. But in a way, it was almost like, all right, you know, that that was a fun lineup and we're, I'm sure we're going to use that at some point, but uh, we're, we're, we're good with taking Kway off the field. We're going to keep him on there from now on.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that plan. You mentioned the edge rushers, and I think we all know what Preston and Rashawn are going to bring to this team. But I think over the last couple practices, and today in particular, especially with the pads on, You got to be encouraged by what we've seen from Ladarius and Tipa uh, in kind of relief of their frontline guys, because that has been a big question all summer is like, what are they going to do about their depth? And obviously nothing's set yet. It's very early. They could still pick someone up off waivers. Maybe they make a trade, That sign a free agent, all possible. But you got to be encouraged by what you've seen from those two in relief of the starters.
1: Yeah, now as I say this, Ladarius is probably going to get like cut tomorrow or something. Yeah, but, like, no, that's the I curse, was, right? I was uh, I was at, like sneaky high on Ladarius last year in the minimal snaps that he got. and kept wondering why he wasn't getting more play over the Jonathan Garvins and even Tipa last year at times. Um, and then you know, I was cautiously hopeful that like he might be able to show out when given an opportunity. I thought those two guys had a really nice practice today. They combined for a pressure on one play, Tepa had a pressure on another, Tipa had a really nice. Um, job setting the edge on one play. I, I was very impressed by both of those guys. I thought they had their best practice. It hasn't been, I don't think by mistake so far, that those those two have been the number three and four edge rushers throughout camp so far. You'll that's see right. Kingsley get some snaps here and there. I think we first, for the first time, I think, got a little Randy Ramsey in there today as well. But and overall, he's coming
0: off the injury, so that's, yep. you know, to be expected. Definitely. Exactly.
1: So, uh, but so far, uh, I've been impressed with those two. And, and they, they have big shoes to like fill in because they, we know that that number three spot is, going to get used quite a bit the four will get used and um, last year I thought when Gary and Preston went out and all of a sudden Tipa and Garvin comes on and it's just such a huge you know downgrade overall from what you had on the field to what you had now if those guys can be, be even you know just a little bit better than what they were um, I think that's going to really help the defense out quite a bit.
0: I couldn't agree more and it, yeah it's been interesting to see that they're running with the ones it's not like they're yeah. getting this run with the twos or against the second lines, it's they're going up against the starters and they're holding their own, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, and then you, you pull back to the secondary. Uh, you mentioned it in the red zone work today that should have ended the, with the ones with a interception by Amos, he drops it, but it was a fantastic break on the ball. Savage had a nice breakup earlier in that sequence. And you know, they're, they, they will occasionally give up a play. Every secondary does, but man, they make it tough. There is no wide No guy is running wide open against this defense. You just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I've been really enjoying so far. Is like the, the offense is going to make plays, right? I don't care who they're going against; they're just right. they're going to find a way to make plays. But if your process is good and you're making things insanely difficult for the offense, you're doing your job, and that's what this defense like. You can't throw at Jair right now; he's been completely locked down. Uh, Douglas has been really good in the slot and what he's been asked to do. Remember when they told us like, yeah, we're going to try a bunch of guys out in the slot, right. and then it felt like Razul got there day one and just and owned it. it. Like, now yeah. you know, it's so still well.
0: it's still install. We don't you know anything could happen. We I might agree. come
1: out there tomorrow and there might be like a ton of Jair in the slot. We, we you know. never know. And yeah, I do think possible. we will see Jair in the slot. I'm right. sure he's going to travel with Justin Well, Jefferson did you notice today kind side. of was,
0: I think i mentioned it to you. It's like, he was following Watkins a little bit, like traditionally so far in camp, they've played sides, both he and Stokes. But today he was really kind of moving around, like wherever Sammy went. He was there. Maybe that's Jair. I don't know, like saying I want him, etc. But he he was his talkative self after a particular pass breakup. Uh, It's good to see him back out there competing because the whole defense is obviously just completely different when he is.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. And like uh the other day on NFL network talked about, you know, having the energy and having fun on defense and that's just Jair to a T, right? You could tell they missed his energy so much a season ago and just getting that back. I think it's infectious. I think it really helps the entire secondary and the entire defense. And then, you know, it doesn't hurt if you can, you know, shut down whoever you're going against as well. So he's he's an absolute stud. He's one of my favorite players to watch in a practice because his attention to detail is second to none. There's just been a handful of those guys over the course of their time in Green Bay, David Bakhtiari, uh, Devontae Adams, Jair Alexander, who just everything that they do, they do it to the absolute best of their ability to keep trying to get better every single day. Um, That's John. It's just so fun to watch him work.
0: What do you make of like the, the, I guess the initial depth at, along the secondary, whether it is at corner or at safety, because you mentioned the near interception that uh, John Charles had a couple days ago. And then we've seen, a bit of a rotation there for the third safety spot. I mean, again, install, you don't really know what they're looking at or trying to get to, but, right. um, you know, it's you got the Rico Gaffords of the world. You got John Charles. You got a couple of guys in the mix, but I don't think you can particularly say yet. Maybe, I'd love to get your take as far as someone who's really grabbed one of those spots. I think there's certainly guys kind of turning heads and making plays, but it doesn't seem like they've really – like, and they don't need to, but it doesn't look like they've really settled on one guy yet.
1: No, I'm encouraged because we've seen plays by Shamar. We've seen plays by uh, Gafford. We've seen plays by Ento. I think all of those guys have played above what I would say would have probably been my expectation um, going into camp so far. Um, and Sean Davis had a really nice pap- pass breakup in the end zone yes, a couple days ago. Vernon right. Scott had the pick today. Dallin Levitt's getting time with the ones already. So, uh, and we haven't even seen um, Keyshawn Nixon who was looked like he was going to be the number four corner in OTAs right. and mini camp. So uh, I I'm, I'm more cautiously optimistic than I had been going into camping with the secondary. Um, and I, I think it also just goes to show how deep this defense is overall where like today, for example, like Shamar and Isaiah McDuffie and Teepa and Vernon Scott and Ladarius Hamilton, those guys are subbing in with the ones. It's not like when these ones, when we're talking about them flying around, it's mm-hmm. not like they're just playing the same 11, like their 11 best guys and going out. Like they're getting a lot of these guys rotated in and the defense has still been sticky and impressive. And that's with some of those guys getting decent amount of reps too. So um, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far. I don't think we have a, a drop that answer yet of like, all right, Shamar's the full. And the, we're good right, to go, right. but like I'm definitely encouraged by what I've seen over from the players so far.
0: Very much agreed, Andy. I can't thank you enough for the time, buddy. Everybody needs to check out Pack a Day podcast if you haven't. I don't know what you're doing in this world as a Packers fan. Make sure you do it. Follow them on Twitter, Andy. Thank you so much for the time, man.
1: Appreciate it. Always fun talking to you.